What one generation allows in moderation, the next generation allows in excess. And with each passing generation, yesterday's unthinkable reality becomes today's normal. All around us today, we see open hostility raging in political, social, religious, and cultural spheres. We see brother against brother, community against community, and of course, a natural side effect of this chaos is the deterioration of moral absolutes and righteousness in trade for postmodern ideologies. Our guest today breaks down in simple terms the enemy's attack against human knowledge, identity, and truth. We're going to talk about it right now. Welcome to Skywatch TV. I'm Joe Hardishorn. If you missed last week, again, it was absolute fire like the week before. We're joined today by our special guests, and I'm going to introduce them to you right now. He's the author of multiple books and Bible studies, the senior pastor of Mount Zion Road Church in Pennsylvania, and a graduate of Biblical Life College and Seminary, Mr. Corby Shuey. He holds doctorates in theology and religious education, is the chancellor and founder of Biblical Life College and Seminary. Please welcome once again, Dr. Michael Lake. <laughs> Gentlemen, we begin week three of what has been total fire. I'm probably going to use that word more than people want to hear it, but it's the only <laughs> word I can draw really quickly that really describes what I'm feeling after the last couple of weeks with Dr. Michael Lake and Corby Shuey. It's been really difficult, I think, for Donna Howell not to burst into preaching when <laughs> Dr. Michael Lake gets wound up and really goes after it. We're identifying the crisis here in Western civilization and throughout the world, mm -hmm. fundamentally at the root cause of what we're seeing manifest so much in a society that's willing to tear each other apart for things like social, cultural, and political ideologies. At the very root of all of this, it is a spiritual problem, not a political problem. I think it was two weeks ago, Dr. Michael Lake said, and I will paraphrase because I can't do it like he did, and then I jokingly said it was the last broadcast we probably ever needed to air, but if you really want to fix America, you will put God at the front and center of what we're doing from the pulpit and otherwise in our families instead of worrying so much about our political differences. We're also talking today about two brand new books from Defender Publishing. First, For Valor, Defending the Faith for Those of Worth by Corby Shuey, and The Kingdom Warrior, Full Spectrum Spiritual Warfare, Biblical Clearing, and Maintaining Your Spiritual Perimeter by Dr. Michael Lake. Both of these works, like Left Glove and Right Glove, they pair together perfectly. Uh, both field guides and what I think is in terms of identifying the spiritual crisis that we're having in this country and the what-to-dos about it. Corby, I want to dive right in very quickly. For those that missed week one that don't know about your interesting connection to Michael here, briefly in your own words, what is your relationship with Michael Lake? Well, Dr. Lake uh, has been a, a mentor, um, a, a dear uh, encouragement someone that I, that I admire, someone that I, I have great respect for uh, through the course of, of my education at uh, Biblical Life. Uh, I do want to add that uh, I initially was introduced to, to Dr. Lake's work through Skywatch TV. Okay. Um, 
way back when the Shiner Directive was first, um, was first produced, um, you did a few interviews with Dr. Lake for, for that book, and that introduced me into Dr. Lake's work, and that has led uh, down this path that uh, I have been blessed uh, to follow uh, as the Lord leads throughout the course of these past few years. And I understand that what was written, for the most part, in For Valor, this started out as a thesis, this was an assignment, and then was it your idea this needs to be a book? Absolutely. As soon as I finished grading it, I, I emailed Tom and said, hey, Tom. <laughs> we, we have another masterpiece to That's deal right. with, right? Well, let's dive right into some of what For Valor covers, Corby. How does the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl retain a degree of influence on contemporary society? And for those at home that just said, wait a minute, stop, what did he just say? Talk a little bit about who Quetzalcoatl is so that they get the context. It's a deity in the ancient Aztec and, and Mayan religions. Uh, and as I was doing the research for the book that uh, is, is before us this morning, um, I, I discovered a, a poem. I came across a poem titled Pensamiento Serpentino. It's a, a Spanish phrase that, that roughly translates as serpentine thought. And, and immediately my interest was, was sparked. And as I, I worked through this poem, uh, I discovered that the author was calling for the rebirth of this God, uh, calling for the rebirth of this God because he thought that the, the, the rebirth or the, the reimagining of this God would usher in a golden age. Uh, and what was shocking as I went through this poem, uh, I, I was also looking at other materials dealing with education. You know, I have a, a teaching background uh, and I was a, a public school teacher before the Lord had called me into the ministry. So I have a, a bit of a vested interest in education. Uh, so I was looking at some uh, journals through the educational process and, and what people are projecting to future teachers and what they're, what they're, what they're teaching at the uh, university level. Some of this language or some of the words, the, the practices that are, that are being used in, in the worship of this God uh, are being introduced into how we are teaching our children. And that was, was what was shocking to me as I discovered these things and as, as I discovered that uh, from the highest levels, the people are being introduced and people are being taught to incorporate these practices into teaching our children. And that's one of the things that Dr. Lake touches on. Uh, he refers to it as the wine of mystery Babylon. In my book, I refer to it as the voice of chaos or, right. or the whisperings of the tree of, of chaos uh, as, as this, this voice, this, these whisperings, these, these murmurings from the serpent in the garden continue to reverberate uh, into, our, into our culture and into our minds. Uh, it's coming from these ideologies that are being pushed uh, at the highest levels of education. This is so interesting because, you know, uh, famous Freemason Manly P. Hall, mm. he actually connected the name America, mm -hmm. with the influence that was coming from the Mayans and the Aztecs. So Amaruka, am I saying that right, Derek? Amaruka? I, I think so. Uh, you know, the serpent yes. is another name for this same entity here. But he believed that that was what influenced America. The founding of America was based on the secret teachings of the Maya and the Aztec uh, around Amaruka, mm. And so America, Amaruka, that that's actually the real name of America and he even tied it into what he called the secret destiny mm. of America. So that basically at the end of time, these teachings from what he called the red man, these teachings would begin influencing our culture, our society, and eventually, of course, we would embrace the mystery 
schools as uh, Dr. Lake talked about last week. Right. The bottom line is Amaruka literally means the land of the serpent. Mm. And so America, that would be the meaning behind our name, the land of the serpent. Mm. Exactly. The, the, the language that I was reading as I was putting the book together, uh, coming from the, the realm of education, talking about the rebirth or the reimagining of these ideas that will bring in this golden age uh, of understanding. One of the fascinating things about Fort Valor that I had never heard before, Corby, was this whole idea of these lullabies that are coming from the father of lies. Help us understand what you mean by that and why it's so important for God's warriors of spiritual warfare to grasp the concept. Mm. I write about this idea of the, the lullabies from the father of lies in, in the context of, of, of this reverberation of the whispers uh, of the voice of chaos or the, the, the whispers of the serpent in the garden that still uh, play influence into how we function in our world today. And there's, there's many things that we could talk about under this topic, but I specifically deal with uh, the idea of deconstructionism. Okay. Uh, and I, and I, I touch on four aspects of deconstructionism that I think we can see in our culture. Uh, the deconstruction of knowledge, the deconstruction right. of biology, the deconstruction of identity, For sure. and the deconstruction of truth. And these ideas are all based on the philosophy of critical theory. And if you deal with uh, the core tenets of critical theory, you get into this idea of deconstructionism and, and, and the drive to deconstruct what has been established as, as standards of behavior or as, as standards of moral conduct are being attacked in our culture because they are seen as oppressive. And these are all reverberations from the father of lies speaking lullabies to us, to, to lull us to sleep so that we don't pay attention. And that's one of the things that I think that Skywatch is doing. It's, it's, a, it's a vital ministry uh, in our world today in that we are exposing these things. We're, we're looking to, to see uh, where chaos is, is playing its role in our culture, and, and we're calling it out. Also, dealing with the, the work with Dr. Lake, doing the same types of things. Mm -hmm. He's looking at what is happening in our culture around us and, and not, uh, not burying his head in the sand and saying, well, this is too much for us to deal with. He's saying, let's, let's right. call this out. Because when we call it out, we can bring it to light and we can allow the Lord Jesus Christ to deal with it under his authority and his power. But you have to break down the biblical construct first. You do. You have to destroy the idea that there even is a biological explanation for what a boy versus a girl mm. is. You have to attack the family construct in order to then offer your counterfeit explanation for what all of this is, where all of us came from. And then, of course, to denounce the existence of a creator. But I, I, I think that's important that we understand that critical theory is it's much broader. I mean, m most of us over the last couple of years have heard of critical race oh, for sure. theory. That's just a small subset of it. Yes, critical yes. theory is the foundation of Marxism, mm -hmm. which claims to be an atheistic theory, but it's really, it is not. It is ultimately satanic. It is about deconstructing, tearing down what God created and called right. good. Right. You're right. Isn't, isn't this the same modus operandi when we talk about the Aztec God? That is the Nehesh in the garden. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yes. he used deconstructionism in the tempting of Adam and Eve. Yes. It's the same modus operandi. Along with critical theory and, and, and the tenets of critical theory and this idea of deconstructionism, uh, I think that we can uh, look at our culture and, and we can see a shift. Uh, if we look back just a few years ago, we could see people that were outside of the church, whether they were secular or whatever, they maybe would call themselves atheists. And they would argue from the perspective of an atheist and say, oh, I just don't believe in God. I don't have a, a desire to believe in God. And that would be kind of the end of the argument. They would just kind of be tolerant of those who would be in the Christian realm. And, right. and they 
there was, there was a, a mutual tolerance there to a degree. But I think, as Derek alluded to, that we see a shift currently in our we culture do. where we're not, we're not dealing just with people who have this atheistic bent in their understanding. We're seeing an anti-God That's bent right. in their understanding where they're not any longer willing to tolerate right. Christianity or the Bible or the Word of God. Right. They have to dismantle it and destroy it, it uh, because... Uh, that is the foundation of truth. So that's something that we're dealing with in our culture. We're, n- we're no longer, um, outside of the church, atheistic in our beliefs. We are anti-God in our beliefs. It is reverting back to the old paganism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The old pagan ways, as evidenced by the prohibition against sacrificing children in Molech, going all the way back to the time of um, Moses and before, mm-hmm. is a lot bloodier, is a lot bloodier than the Crusades ever were. Are there ways as Derek alluded just a moment ago to the idea that deconstructionism relates somehow to critical theory. Well, there, there are many aspects of critical theory. Um, and, and really, when you get down to the core of what critical theory is, uh, they, they project this, this idea that institutions, that, that established uh, ways of thinking is oppressive by design. And because these established ways of thinking, this, this, this moral construct that we've been, uh, that we've been founded upon uh, is oppressive, it, therefore needs to be destroyed or deconstructed or, or done away with. Right. Uh, so that's why we can see in our culture this, this drive to deconstruct what are perceived, and that's the key word there, perceived systems of oppression. Uh, right. Because these systems of oppression are seen as uh, limitations on human expression. You know, we very much live in a culture where we want to express ourselves uh, individually, and we don't want anything to, to guide or to, to, su- to suppress how I want to express oh, right. myself as right. a person. And critical theory really is based on that. Let's destroy these things. Let's destroy these things that we see that are oppressive to expressive individualism, and then let's rebuild them in a way that's, that's built upon moral relativism. Right. Truth is relative to the individual. For there sure. is no oh, standard sure. of truth. So right. the word of God is no longer uh, a guiding point or a foundation upon which we are to stand and, and yeah. build our faith. It's something that we have to do away with. It's and the, the foundation of which that's built, though, is that there's always an oppressor mm. class and an oppressed class. So whatever replaces the current systems that are deconstructed and destroyed then becomes the new system yeah. of oppression, and the cycle begins all over again, which brings it back to what you said before. This is all about chaos. It is. It is. It is. The spirit of Leviathan. It is. You know, yeah. one of the things he brings out in the book, too, that I think is so important is that what they're using is pseudo-knowledge to build this. Uh, he brought, you know, the, we, we've heard the term mathematics is racist. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, that's an oxymoron since it was originated by people of color. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you go back to the history, it predates the Greeks. I do okay? deal with that in the book. Yeah, that's what I say. You, yeah. you bring that out in the book and, and, that, and how they're using lies to establish their new truth. So it's a, it's a pseudo-knowledge to replace true knowledge. Mm-hmm. Is, the, is the only thing the enemy does. He twists, he twists right. something right. and says, this is now the new truth, but it's not based on truth. Right. Two human, irrefutably opposing opinions cannot both be true. You're right. This right. postmodernistic shift into your truth is not my truth, so I will say my truth. This is all bananas. At the, at the end of the day, read a book on war and see how that turns out. The end is uh-huh. always chaos. Right. So what I want to know is we're sitting here, we're talking about deconstructionism and critical theory. What effects are we seeing in our society today as a result of all of this nonsense calling the kettle black here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we see riots that are called peaceful. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we see we see looting and theft right. that are that's called reparations. Right. Uh, we see open and accepted drug use, pr- promoted drug use in some of our our cities. We see open borders, chaos, chaos in the place of order, because that's where that's where the enemy of, of our souls wants to dwell in. He wants to dwell in chaos because it's in chaos that he can gain his power and gain his authority and gain ground because we're not paying attention. Well, this too is, you know, it, it's connected to what Dr. Lake was talking about last week on the mystery schools, on right. Freemasonry, the whole idea of order out of chaos, order ab chaos. It's, it's encoded in our founding documents mm. in the United States of America. It's connected to the great seal scheme right. that, mm. you know, the phoenix is going to rise, but first there has to be a fire, chaos, destruction, widespread destruction. Of course, Daniel saw that as also denoting arrival of antichrist that when the transgressors when the rioters when those causing problems when they're come to the full then a man of this Mm. mystic knowledge will come forward to lead the world so i think it's prophetic your book i look at it from a different kind of angle but your book is actually talking about prophecy being Mm. fulfilled it's this idea that um if i identify as something or if i want to think of myself as something that, that is, there is no possibility that there's any sinful nature attached to that. And for you to judge me as such is a fallacy on your end. So I imagine that I identify as this mug. And as that mug, I choose to throw myself through my neighbor's window. Mm. Who are you to tell me that I can't do that? It's how I feel. It's what I want to do when I express myself. And the other thing about being able to identify and choose whatever your own version of, like Donna said, your own truth is, is again, you're stepping away from the need to be subservient to a creator or a master. No one is above the way I feel. Right. Right. I don't have to be subservient to a creator. I'm not accountable to anything. And if somebody took up the argument, well, by identifying as a cop and smashing yourself through your neighbor's window is wrong. Oh, oh, there are moral boundaries. Mm. There are limits to what I should be able to do before it offends or hurts someone else. Who's drawing those lines? Mm. Who gets to make those perimeters? Who gets right. to make those boundaries? Right. And so same, you can't have it both ways. The same system that does that, though, you can say, I could I, I identify as a tumbler. Tumbler doesn't pay taxes, so that same system will come back on April 15th oh, that's and remind right. you <laughs> that there's a greater reality. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's good. Oh. I was going to go back to what, what, what Donna shared earlier, that uh, two truths cannot be equally true. Uh, There is exclusivity in truth, and there's exclusivity in our faith. There's exclusivity in the fact that we're called Christians, that we're called set apart. Dr. Lake was was alluding to this when he did his discussions in the fact that we are called to be children of God, called by his name, called to walk in a manner that is worthy of our calling. Uh, So that that is who we are called to be in this day and in this hour. We have to recognize that God has put us here in this time, in this day, to be a witness, to be a light on the hill, to witness his glory and his mercy and his hope to those who are lost. And that's that's my hope in, in writing the book, and that's, that's my, uh, my heart in, in, in my ministry, is that I can help people be delivered from what they are hurting, delivered from what's, what's hurting them, delivered from the, the struggles of sin, right. uh, delivered from the things that are, that are bringing them down, that are keeping them in this cycle of chaos. Mm-hmm. Because as long as they're in that cycle of chaos, there's never going to be any peace in their hearts. So Amen. we have a God who speaks peace to us, Amen. and that's my hope. We want to make sure that you know how you can get your copies of both of these incredible new works in the Warriors of God special offer. 
When you order the Warriors of God special offer, you'll receive the Kingdom Warrior full-spectrum spiritual warfare, biblical clearing, and maintaining your spiritual perimeter by Dr. Michael Lake. But you'll also receive the brand new book by Corby Shuey, For Valor, Defending the Faith for Those of Worth. Both of these works complement each other fabulously and take you on a journey of next level comprehension of spiritual warfare. But that's not all. Right now, when you order the Warriors of God special offer, we're also including absolutely free the phenomenal two-disc collection on DVD, The Final Countdown, featuring Dr. Thomas Horn, Allie Anderson, and Donna Howell on how the secrets hidden within the biblical feasts unveil the final countdown to the return of Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church. But also included in this incredible special offer is Dr. Michael Lake's massive Shearith Imperative data DVD library that includes 56 different Christian classic books on PDF for use on device of your choosing, Understanding the Kingdom audio series, the eSword biblical software for Windows, and several TV appearances featuring Dr. Michael Lake. All of these items hold a retail value of $95, yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling. Trust me, it's not a special opportunity that you want to miss out on. Make sure you go to the skywatchtvstore.com. You can also use the QR code that's on your screen right now using the camera app on your phone. Do it right away. Ladies and gentlemen, with just a few moments left on the clock, Corby, an area that my father has talked about for literally decades now, transhumanism. It's not a subject that our Skywatch audience is unfamiliar with because they've seen so much commentary and so many... Um, products and books and DVDs that have taken a look at this, but I don't think I've ever heard it framed in terms of its connection to this deconstructionism that you present in the book For Valor, and I thought that was very interesting. Well, I do touch on it in uh, the, the book For Valor uh, to a degree, uh, but it's also a, a topic that I'm writing more about, uh, more intentionally about in the next project that I'm working on with Dr. Lake. So it's, it's, it's a subject that's near to my heart because it speaks to the condition of those who are not redeemed in Christ, those who do not know salvation, those who do not trust in the Lord as their savior, as their deliverer, as their king. Uh, it speaks to uh, something that I, that I refer to as discontent of the self. Mm -hmm. uh, the culture that we live in is causing us to be discontent in ourself, to, to be discontent in, in how we have been made, to be discontent with right. our identity. And we can see that this, this, this idea of being discontent in the self is taking many forms in our world around us. And that's leading to expressions of, of, of transgenderism that's, that's, uh, that where we can identify with however we feel like we want to identify with. We can identify as that Tumblr if we want to, as you alluded to earlier, Joe. Uh, but that mentality, that push is, is pushing us toward this idea of, of a greater transhumanist movement where no longer are we content in who we are as, as created in the image of God, as bearers of his image, as partakers of this holy covenant uh, given to us through the, through the lordship of Jesus Christ. Uh, we are pushed into this idea that we're not good enough. Right. We're not that, adequate that we're not the way happy. he made I'm not, us. I'm not capable. Right. So therefore I need to reinvent Myself, I need to reinvent what is what it, what is called to be human, and that's really driving this transhumanist push in our culture that we see today. Yeah, I mean, even the Christian Transhumanist Association, you know, they, they use a term that I created in the book Forbidden Gates called GRINS, G-R-I-N-S, which is an acronym for genetics, robotics, artificial intelligence, nanotechnology, and synthetic biology. Um, 
and they intend to use those as tools to redefine what it means to be mm -hmm. uh, a human. Now, isn't it interesting that artificial intelligence is part of that? And it was Elon Musk himself who said that by the creation of artificial intelligence, we are summoning the demon. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so some of these people, if they don't understand what they're saying, at least somewhere in the back of their mind, yeah. there's a God particle saying, where you're going, this road, we've been down this before. It was called the days of Noah. The angels, too, thought they could create a, a superior specimen uh, that was part human, part something else, and it had to be obliterated by God. Are we going down that path? And all I'm sitting here hearing over and over and over again while I'm hearing transhumanistic movement, trans this, it's not enough to be human. I'm, yes. hearing, I'm hearing the, vo the voice of a very ancient enemy. I will ascend mm -hmm. above You're the right. throne of the mm -hmm. Most High God. I'm like sitting here going, we're back to the five I wills. You're right. The yeah. very, 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 I mean, even before Adam and Eve fell, mm -hmm. the very first fall, the Luciferian order. You're right. Mm -hmm. We're back to that. And ye shall be as gods. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I need to point out too that Man 2.0 is already here. Mm. We're beyond transhumanism. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hey. New man. Amen. It's so much better than the old man. That's Amen. good. Amen. Boy, that's true. The transformation of what our lives looked like once upon a time versus who we are today. Yeah, lifted out of chaos. Yeah. Corby, with about a minute and a half left on the clock, describe progressive regressionism in the voice of chaos. Well, progressive regressionism is a, is a term that I use to uh, to describe uh, the the drive of sin, uh, to describe the lullabies from the father of lies, this voice of chaos yeah. that's lulling us to sleep. Sin is regression. Sin is falling away. Sin is turning away from a holy God and 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 doing what we want, doing what makes us feel good, defining ourselves in a way that is in keeping with our own image rather than in keeping with the image of God as our Creator, as our Lord, as our Savior. Uh, so, progressive regressionism is this idea that that sin progressively regresses to greater and greater and greater sin. And unless we have someone to interject, unless we, yes. we call upon someone to interject, unless we call upon the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and we repent and turn away from this progressive regression of sin, we are going to be lost into chaos. We're going to be right. lost into right. the voice of chaos. And that's the direction that we see our culture going in, not only in the secular culture, but also in the church. Mm -hmm. We see the church being lulled to sleep, driven by this voice of chaos, uh, leading us into further and further and further depths of sin, drawing us further away from God. So therefore, we need to call upon Jesus as our Lord and Savior yeah. to put an end yes. to it because he is the right. end of chaos. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's it. I can see why Dr. Lake is so proud of you, Corby. Oh, huh? <laughs> He's another preacher, isn't he? <laughs> he, he, is, he is. No. Amen. And I can see why they get along so well. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we're all out of time this week, but join us next week when our guests return to talk about the positive and the exciting aspects of where the true church, we're talking about the remnant, is actually headed right now as we speak. I promise it's one you're not going to want to miss. For everybody here in studio, everybody here on panel, Corby, Dr. Lake, thank you once again, gentlemen, for joining us. I'm Joe Horn. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is Jesus Christ. We'll be back. We want to make sure that you know how you can get your copies of both of these incredible new works in the Warriors of God special offer. 
When you order the Warriors of God special offer, you'll receive the Kingdom Warrior Full Spectrum Spiritual Warfare, Biblical Clearing and Maintaining Your Spiritual Perimeter by Dr. Michael Lake. But you'll also receive the brand new book by Corby Shuey, For Valor, Defending the Faith for Those of Worth. Both of these works complement each other fabulously and take you on a journey of next level comprehension of spiritual warfare. But that's not all. Right now, when you order the Warriors of God special offer, we're also including absolutely free the phenomenal two-disc collection on DVD, The Final Countdown. But also included in this incredible special offer is Dr. Michael Lake's massive Shearith Imperative Data DVD Library. All of these items hold a retail value of $95, yours now for your donation of only $35 plus shipping and handling.